The Butt First Stretch Podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFamConchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFamConchi. Welcome back to But First Stretch, and I'm so glad that you're joining me. Today I have a really special guest on the podcast to discuss composting. Before we dive into this topic, I do want to talk a little bit about something that I'm enjoying lately. One of the questions I ask all the people that come on the show is something that they can't stop talking about. At the beginning of the year, so a few weeks ago, I jumped on this like five day declutter challenge um, by Diana Renee. You can check her out at dianarenee.com. She also is on Facebook, all social media, but she's someone who makes a living by helping other people declutter their home. And to be honest, I was super excited to dive into decluttering the house, you know, New Year. We had to make space for all the gifts from the holidays. I was so on board. And the first task was, again, their very simple task was to declutter your fridge. And I immediately did not want to do it. Uh, She gives you like, I don't know, a five-minute conversation about what to do, a little pep talk. And I was like, I'm not doing this one. I'll wait till day two. But throughout the day, I started to take things off the fridge slowly. And it wasn't until about 8 o'clock p.m. where I finally took the last of my kids' artwork, our save the date, off the fridge. And I wiped it down. And to be honest, it made our kitchen look amazing. My husband made a comment about it. And I decided to fully dive into the next four days. So it was super awesome. And if you're someone who really likes to keep a clean space, if you're someone that gets really frustrated with finding things, especially among, you know, children's toys or old stuff left over from college or from your parents' house, it's a really great program. And I know there are a lot of people in the area near you that could help. But if it's something that is basically hindering you from living your best life, highly suggest you do some kind of decluttering to make space for things that actually matter. And I think that kind of takes us to the purpose of my podcast, which is not just the athletic part or the nutritious part of being healthy, but it's also that holistic health, the mind-body connection. And one of the things that a lot of people have been asking me about is doing a podcast on mental health and several other topics. And because this is what people want to hear, I reached out to some people and I'm really excited to see what the next month of podcasting looks like for But First Stretch. So this person today, even though she definitely in- inspires me holistically, um, she created her own business, Back to Earth Compost. Her name is Colleen Felicki, and she's located in suburban Pennsylvania. And I think in my personal endeavors of composting on and off, 
back to earth has actually picked up compost for me. I, I'll talk about it in the show, but I'll go like gung-ho in the summer, composting, really dedicated. And then the next summer I'll be like, oh no, do I, where do I even start? Do I get rid of this? And what's really nice is for a pretty reasonable fee, Back to Earth can come and pick up your compost. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm someone who does attempt to make a difference on the earth, lessen waste in my own household. And to be honest, I'm not amazing at it. I have a lot of really good friends who are. And it's something that I'm constantly working towards because I do care about the earth and the future for our children. I cloth diapered Brayden up to 18 months, and I'm currently cloth diapering Kaylin about 90% of the time. So if you ever see us out and about and she's in a regular Target disposable diaper, it most likely means that I had lots of laundry to do or something took place that day or my husband was awesome and got her ready. So I am very aware that I'm not going to be perfect all the time. And I think that's why Colleen from Back to Earth Compost is really relatable. Um, You'll kind of learn about her story, how she got into it, and how she's working to make a difference on this earth. So let's get ready to stretch our mind, body, and soul. And a final note before we get right into the interview If you're enjoying this podcast and you're listening to it on iTunes or Spotify or whatever medium brings you joy, please share this with your friends, especially if they might be interested in learning how to compost. Um, Please like, please leave a good comment. Everything that you say, all the conversations we have really means a lot to me and I'm so excited to continue bringing your stories to the world. Hi, Colleen. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me, Jen. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background and how did you get into composting? Um, Sure. So um, my background is in um, not composting, (laughs) real estate and marketing. Um, So I sold real estate for 12 years and I did marketing and sales as well. Um, But during that time, I also uh, led a group called the Holistic Moms Group. network and it's a national organization but we met in Plymouth meeting for five years I was a co-leader and that really um, got me into the holistic living and um, sustainable and green mindset so um, so I'd say yeah real estate marketing and uh, my passion for uh, being sustainable that's awesome so the holistic moms group doesn't exist anymore it may, and I'm not sure if there is one in this area, okay. um, but um, it was in Plymouth Meeting for five years. I would definitely check out their website because there's a lot of really good resources there. That's, so. that's awesome. So how did that lead you to composting? What's that connection? Sure. So um, I started leading the group when my daughter, uh, right after my daughter was born, and I really, it really changed my mindset and really got me thinking. I always was um, thinking, being green and being sustainable, but it really propelled me because now I have children. And what kind of world are we going to leave for our children? So it got me thinking about what I can do differently in my life to create um, 
a more sustainable, you know, life and a, a better carbon footprint. So I, I thought about the things in my life that I could change, and we started slowly changing some things in our household and our diet and different things where we can make it a difference, um, just us making a difference. So um, I started that way, and then um, I really thought about the business for eight years before I did something about it. <laughs> so yeah, I did a lot of research and talked to a lot of people, and um, I definitely um, didn't just jump right into it, but I'm so glad that I did. I love it. That's awesome. So you pick up compost from other people and you educate others about composting. Is that the main part of the business? Correct. So um, I started the business as a curbside compost pickup. So for uh, individuals or families that just don't have the time or space to compost in their yard um, and able to provide a service where we come once a week or once every other week to pick pick up the food scraps and take it to be composted. And during that time, I felt like it was really important because I was getting a lot of questions. I th thought it was really important to start educating and providing educational opportunities about composting because um, there's those that want to compost in their yard as well. And have been asking me questions. I'm not an expert in the least, but I have composted in my yard and I've have, you know, composted in a, in a container in my yard. So um, I have some experience and I done a lot of research. So I just wanted to share that with those that are just starting out or have questions. And um, so I just want to be a resource for them as well. So where does the compost go once you pick it up? Where where do you bring sure. the compost? Um, I bring it to uh, Saul Agricultural High School, which is um, in Roxboro. So they have a, a compost site there that um, I bring bring food waste there. So um, and they do have opportunities to. Uh, Actually, we did it twice last year where you could come and pick up the compost. So our customers are able to go and even pick up like almost like a the back of a truck, like a, a truckload of compost for, for their garden. So um, that's available as well. And I'm also about to partner with another site, which is out in Chester County, because there's a lot of interest in that area as well. So that's awesome. Which is great. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, what has been the most rewarding part of your job? Um, you know, that's a really good question. There's so many different things, <laughs> and I thought about that um, for a while, but I think the main one is at the end of the month, just seeing how much food goes to the compost facility. I've been doing some math, but I would say over two tons a month. Oh my gosh. Between the brewery that we work with and all of our curbside compost customers, we also work with uh, businesses and some cafes and uh, restaurants. So between all of those, over two tons. So it's really rewarding to see, to know that it's not going into the landfill and it's creating this great usable product that can help grow more, more food. So that's awesome. That's and does your family participate in this? Like, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> At home, we do. At home, they do. Um, 
we definitely divert our, you know, our food waste and we recycle and try to be as, um, I would say like not zero waste, but we try to cut down on our waste when we can. And, um, they help in that regard. My husband does some heavy lifting with me sometimes as needed and, uh, he works full time. So <laughs> I do, I do most of it. And then my daughter is a big help. She will come with me to the farmer's markets and she'll do some data entry and she Aww, came with me to so yeah, one of my educational <laughs> events yesterday. So, um, and she learns while she's there as well. So it's really nice that she's willing to, to do that. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So what's the most challenging part of your job? Uh, the most challenging part is balancing everything. I would say just balancing work and home, just balancing the, you know, the business aspect with, uh, because I work out of my house. So mm. turning, you know, turning off my phone or, you know, having family time is important to me. So it's, you know, sometimes, um, I do have to take the calls though, or the texts or the emails. So I really am customer focused. So that is, has been hard for me to, to, uh, to balance, to balance that, but I'm getting better. So wow, that's, I think, I think a lot of people can relate to that. So I, that's, that's definitely a challenge in today's society. Um, all right, so we're going to dive into the workout portion here. Mm -hmm. Um, just maybe giving our listeners like a little bit about composting. So sure. why should we be composting? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's so many reasons to compost. Do we have time for all of them? I don't know. <laughs> um, the first thing is it's keeping your food out of the landfill. Um, and 30, roughly 30 to 40% of the, of, you know, our waste is food waste. So, um, if we want to keep that out of the landfill and, uh, create this compost, um, it's just so much better for our planet because, um, comp food waste in the landfill creates methane gas. So we're trying to eliminate that. Um, compost is also a finished compost is really good for a soil conditioner. Um, it enhances the nutrients in the soil. The soil retains moisture. So you don't have to water it as much. Mm. Um, and also, if it has the nutrients right in the soil, it's not like a fertilizer, so it's not going to wash away when it rains. So um, it also will um, inhibit weed growth, which is nice. So nice. Yeah, and um, soil erosion as well. So it's used for that. So there's so many different reasons to do it. Um, and I would say, I just urge as many people that can try or that can even do a little bit to just to, to try to. And I guess that kind of takes me to my next question. Mm -hmm. What suggestions do you have for beginners, someone who wants to get started mm -hmm. in composting? Like, what do they need? Sure. Um, maybe even mentally, what roadblocks might they come across? Right. Yeah, so I think um, what you need is just a good attitude to start. And uh, I would say start slow. Uh, you don't need any special equipment, really. You can, but 
you don't need to. And I know there's some people out there that might think, oh, I saw these compost bins on Amazon and they were $200. Really, um, it's not needed. And I can tell you a little bit about why. So to get started, I would say get a, a container and put it on your countertop or underneath your kitchen sink and just keep your, um, keep your coffee grounds, eggshells, tea bags, um, those are really great way to, a great way to start. If you don't have, don't use any of those, like banana peels or apple peels or any type of vegetable peel, start with that and kind of work your way up to, to, to putting, um, you know, larger pieces in there. So any container that you have, I use a, a container on my countertop. It's not even a, camp, a crock, like a compost crock. Um, and also keep a list. If you want to delve into doing more than that, keep a list somewhere near the bucket so you kind of remember what can go in there. And anything but meat, bones, or dairy. Any food but meat, bones, or dairy. So if you start off with the coffee grounds, eggshells, tea bags, banana peels, um, you don't even have to have a compost site to do, or a compost bin to do that. You can actually dig a hole in your garden bed and put the contents in there and cover the hole and it will compost. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So just to start off with, you can fill in your garden beds on the side of your house or wherever you have your garden beds with that those types of product, those uh, food products and it'll break down. Or you can sprinkle your coffee grounds and the eggshells on your flower beds and those will break down as well. So that, that's like a, a starter, kind of a starter version. And if you wanted to go like one step up from that, keep the list of anything but meat, bones, or dairy, and, um, fruits and vegetables, peels, rinds, cores, nuts, nutshells, all of your um, coffee grounds and filters, tea bags, dog hair. Dog pet, hair? Pet hair. Yeah, that oh my compost. gosh. <laughs> you can put that in there. Um, napkins can go in there. And um, keep that list. And if you want a bigger compost pile, but really want to keep it on, you know, budget friendly, you could get some chicken wire. And what you would do is put the food scraps in there, but also keep in mind that you want to add some leaves in there. And I think we were gonna talk a little bit about that, um, like what percentage can be composted. So I don't know if, if you want me to talk about that now or kind of delve into that yeah so just a little bit about me I am a summertime composter <laughs> I love composting I, I go like full force I have a bucket underneath the sink and then as soon as it gets cold I become a wimp I stop going outside to like mm -hmm. dump it we have one of the turntable ones I got it for Mother's Day one year and I've actually had to call Colleen and say what can I do with this it's now summer again, and how do I go back into it? And my question is, how could I just take the compost that I have and put it in my garden? I know there's some kind of formula that you can tell about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you wanted to put it in your garden, um, or the, the secret formula, so to speak, would be like one-fourth um, food or green and three-fourths brown. So the green is the nitrogen. Food, uh, green grass, and manure can go in there. 
Your carbon is your browns, your leaves, sawdust, coffee filters, eggshells, corn stalks, straw, and conifer needles. I will tell you, um, if you do add straw or hay to your compost, it will aerate it, so to speak, and you won't have to turn it as often. Mm. And that's really the key to keeping a good compost pile, being able to turn it often to get that oxygen in there and also make sure that it's damp. It's like almost like a sponge. So, uh, but you want like a quarter food to three-fourths brown. If you need to take your neighbor's leaves, do that. <laughs> but they will love you um, and your compost will love you. And I feel like it's so nice because I know that some areas don't do the grass clippings anymore or the leaf collection. Mm -hmm. So it's like a nice way to yeah, contribute to your own composting. For sure. Yeah, you can even grind your leaves up and leave them on your lawn as almost like a compost for your, for your lawn, a food for your lawn in the wintertime, which is nice. You can use compost on your lawn as well. You won't have to water it as much in, in the you know, summertime, so that's a nice benefit as well. Um, so I will say the other thing that kind of shocked me when I went out to turn the compost was the bugs, the worms that were in it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> how, how can people get over their fear of maybe doing this? Like I feel like I have to get my gloves out. And, I don't know, mix it and bring it into the garden. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't like worms either. But, um, so they're kind of typically like the worms that you would use for fishing. Though they're like the red worms. That's what's probably going to be in your compost pile. They eat the food and end up coming out the back end as mm -hmm. compost. So they're really, really good for your compost pile. I would say, like, put the gloves on mm -hmm. or get a shovel okay. and shovel it. Um, if you, if you really don't want to touch the worms and, or your kids probably want to help, they, they would probably love the worms. <laughs> um, <true. laughs> so I would, yeah, just like a shovel would be helpful if you don't want to touch the worms, but they're really beneficial. So if you see worms, that's a really good sign. So yeah, for sure. Um, it's not for everyone, but, uh, if you want to have some healthy compost, I would say like, it's definitely par for the course. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned the dog hair. You mentioned even like the coffee filters. Mm -hmm. What are some things that people might not be aware of that they can compost? Um, the dog hair. Pet, um, sorry, any pet hair, really. Dryer lint. Oh, really? Someone. Yeah. Okay. Um, tea bags. Some of them are made of plastic. In fact, one of my customers made mention that Mm. I think like my tea bags have some plastic in them. Well, they wouldn't be compostable. So um, I would say like nutshells, some of the questions I get. And then also there are a lot of products on the market now that say they're compostable. You really have to read the fine print on the product because most of them are compostable in a commercial facility mm. and um, won't necessarily compost in your backyard. So, or would take a long, long time. So those are, those are some things that you just have to keep an eye out for. Because there's like the face wipes. I'm thinking of the beauty face oh. wipes that you can, some of them are now compostable. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So they're almost like a napkin type, like yes. more of that type of material. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good to look out for those. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, napkins can go in. So 
You can also put in cardboard, like your pizza boxes that can't go out to the curb if they have grease on them. They can be... Yeah, but I would definitely, like, cut them, cut them up. Okay. Yeah. You can cut them up paper, shredded paper. You can put that in there, so... People were really upset about the pizza boxes, I think. Yeah. That was a really a big issue, I think, recently. Yeah. Don't put your pizza boxes in the recycling. It no. ruins everything. Yeah. Or just rip off the top that, or the part that's greasy. Okay. And then you can put the rest in the recycling oh. and then put the other part in your compost pile. It's awesome. So just a something to think about. I'm trying to think of what other wood shavings. Like if you're a carpenter... They can go into the compost as well. Just actually was talking about teaching you a little class yesterday, and there was a carpenter in the group, and he's like, I throw out bags, bags of um, wood, wood shavings, when they can go into the compost. Ashes from a fireplace, as long as they're cooled down, they can go in there as well. So, yeah, if you, if you do, like, your backyard, you know, fires, you can pop that right into the compost. And I would say with that, you really want to sprinkle that on because it'll clump together if it gets wet. It'll just, it'll clump. I've had that experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's so neat, though. I, I wouldn't have thought wood chips either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, branches from your yard, break them up a little bit. You can put those in there. Coffee stirs. Okay. Now, like the paper, obviously the paper um, straws. What about okay. the coffee, uh, like the sleeves? Yes. They okay. Can go in there. Okay. Yep, they're cardboard. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I think there's some of those that can't be recycled for some reason. So I would say, like, rip them up a little bit and test them out in your – because the ones that I've seen look like cardboard and have said compostable on them. Okay. I would – I just assume that they all are now, but – now that I think about it, you can test things, too, because you'll see if it doesn't count. You'll see, like, there's the stickers on fruits. Okay. They will not, they break down, and you'll see them in your dirt. Yeah. Wow. Or, like, the rubber bands around certain fruits and vegetables, if you just leave those on there, everything else will break down, and they'll be left compost file so I was like no I don't need the rubber bands please I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with all these rubber bands in my life right um so what's next if people start to experiment and I like how you said keep it small to start mm -hmm. so you can start just with something on your countertop underneath your counter begin to work outside what's next like, what's the next step um so the next step would be if you want to kind of go bigger for a compost outside, you can purchase a tumbler. I would say that would be the easiest to get started. And then from there, they uh, there are a couple different systems, but the tumbler will keep it easy to turn. Um, you can get a basically just a regular um, standalone, almost looks like a trash can. You can create your own uh, budget-friendly compost container with a trash can and drill holes. Mm -hmm. I have not done that, but I know you, if you Google it, you can you can find it. You can get a trash can at Lowe's for like 10 bucks and do that. So that's another option as well. I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll find that oh, yeah. online so that if anyone's interested in 
Maybe it's a good idea. I think that's great because mm-hmm. it's also low budget. It's not mm-hmm. like you have to spend a ton of money to compost. Right, exactly. And the other thing is just chicken wire in your yard. Like, put it in a circle, create a circle. You can even use pallets if you have, like, a bit larger space and separate it into two piles. So once you st- start a pile, then a pile that's finished, it can take anywhere from 3 to 12 months, really, to cure, to create that nice compost that you're looking for for your garden. Awesome. And I, I did ask you this question, but when would be, like, I sent her a Facebook message because I was curious uh, a few weeks ago, but what, um, when's the best time to put the compost out into your yard? Like, if you have been composting, when would be the best time of year to hmm. make that transition? That's a good question. I feel like any time, I mean, I feel like fall... I, Fall, I've read that fall is a good time to put it out. And also, keep in mind, it doesn't have to fill the whole flower pot or the whole flower bed. It's basically an amendment to the soil. Mm -hmm. So um, you don't have to add that much to have the benefit of it. Fall or spring, when you're you're planting or when you're uh, cleaning up your flower beds, that type of thing. And it's so great because especially when you're trying to grow plants, it'll retain the moisture. And you're tried out, your vegetables will be so much bigger. They'll be bigger and plumper and riper, or just overall have more nutrients because of that. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And what are some of the benefits of the service? Like if you're committed to composting but maybe not um, – not using it for a yard. Maybe you don't have like a large yard. Maybe it would go to waste. You might forget about it. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. How would the how would the service look? Um. So the service is basically it'll keep you on track because you have a five gallon bucket and you know that either you're getting a weekly or biweekly pickup and your goal is basically just to put all of your food waste that you would normally put into your trash into that bucket. So. Um, I feel like if you're, I feel like if you're paying for something, you're going to use it. So we try to make it as affordable as possible, um, and just it's a it's a nice prompt. Like, okay, on Thursday the compost is going to be picked up. I need to make sure that you know everything's in the bucket and it's outside, and then you start over again. So you have a, a empty bucket and you start for the next week. So I feel like it's just. Almost like, you know, putting your recycling or your, your trash out, you start over and you kind of get into the habit of doing that. So I think it's a good way to start composting if you want to do it in your yard. Um, I've had a number of customers that start with me and then start have the compost in their yard. And it works out nicely that way because they might not be ready to jump into doing it on their own. Because it does take a little bit of time to, to kind of get used to that, so... We do month to month. We do month to month, or you can do like a yearly membership. So, kind of make it easy for those that want to do it on their own to stop and and start. And I think that's great. I think if you can compost in your yard, that's the best thing. Yeah. So yeah. And it is um, back to earth is really affordable, and I think that's one of the things that attracted me to it. Is I had this compost that kind of sat for a year and a half and. I wanted to try again and start fresh, and I thought I, I was actually shocked. I was like, "This is really reasonable." And if we look at the sustainability for our future, it's 
really, it's mm-hmm. really nothing. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's a good investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So you do a lot of work with kids, families, education, mm-hmm. all over the area. What? How can we teach kids about composting? Like, How can we get them involved? Yeah, so I've done uh, programs with the Girl Scouts and at the farmer's market with kids where um, we do a little activity. And so it gets them, it's a hands-on way to get them involved in knowing like how the, how their food can break down into dirt. So I love it. Um, in fact, my daughter was teaching the kids at the farmer's market, which is great. <laughs> she had her, I was doing my thing, she was teaching the kids, and um, they loved it. So it's just uh, a simple, I can tell you, it's a really simple um, activity where you get... Um, a baggie and you do use a straw and it can be you know it can be a a metal straw if you want but um, typically you use a straw and cut it in half for use in the baggie and put some lettuce chopped up really good put um, you can put any other kind of type of vegetable peelings in there and then I also use like cardboard you can use your toilet paper rolls and shred those up and put them in there and put like a teaspoon or two of water and really kind of mush it around. So you're going to seal up the baggie and mush it around. Keep the straw in one end of the bag so you have air. That's like the oxygen. And put on your windowsill or on the counter. Um, and then a couple days later, come back to it and mush it up again. Add a little bit of water. Come back to it and in... It was a week and a half, I think, that because we did it at home with the kids. It created this soil that you can use and put into your garden. It's a little mushy, but it's that's basically what it takes to create compost. And the kids can actually see it happening through the clear plastic bag. So it's pretty neat. It's it's uh, They like doing it, and it really teaches them that you know they can do something besides throw out their food. So that, that's a fun activity that, that we can do with the kids. And we also, um, I teach uh, five easy steps to home composting. So for anyone who wants to learn, it's a great way to, you know, find out how you can compost in your yard. So we try to make it simple and break it down and answer questions too. I think that's so important is to be able to meet face-to-face, discuss, and have that sense of community about it like this mm-hmm. is I've made the commitment I'm showing up to the workshop and I'm ready to learn that's awesome yeah thanks yeah. yeah they're usually very excited to be there and ask a lot of questions so I allow excuse me a lot of time for questions so great so. yeah yeah and we'll put um, back to earth in the notes here because it's such a great resource and even just looking up information on it where to start because if we can do something small to give back, that's really kind of the greatest stretch that we could have. So Absolutely. I'm going to ask my questions oh, that sure. I ask everybody. <laughs> um, what are stretches you're doing in your own life? And again, this can be general. It does not have to be necessarily composting or fitness related at all. Oh, okay. Um, I just started a TRS class. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so... A month ago so that's a little bit out of my comfort zone but I like it and 
Um, I want to do things that are out of my comfort zone this year. Can you explain what TRX is to people? Like what a class might look like? Uh, So we use um, bands that are attached to the wall. And we basically use our own body weight to do the move so that we're using our own body weight to um, create, I guess, resistance for the exercises that we're doing. That's awesome. And that's definitely out of your comfort zone? Yeah, it is. I tried, I used to spin and I love that, but I I needed to do something different. So that's kind of, and I like to get, I've done yoga and I kind of want to get back into that as well. So I also started keeping track of my steps and my calories. So I try to make those changes as well. That's awesome. That's important. Yeah. And I like the idea of the strengthening, I think, with TRX. It mm-hmm. makes you, like, stronger and feel better. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd done, I'd done, like, classes before, but nothing like this. Mm-hmm. So. And actually, I know that if you have the right instructor, if you are expecting, some TRX classes can be really great for that. Oh. Because it's, like, simulating um, you know, tricep motions. I know the audience can't see. Or even, like, the push-up. Uh-huh. Um, so I've, when I was pregnant, I actually did. And I was like, what? is this when I was working with a trainer and they said oh don't worry we're not going to be like doing circles off the walls so fun fast great to know yeah I didn't know that yeah um what's something you are enjoying doing in your life for you I decided that I'm, I'm keeping a list actually so I can keep myself accountable but I'm doing more things that I bring joy like spending more time with friends and spending more time with my family and hiking is one of my goals in 2020 to spend more time outside hiking. The Wissahickon Trail, the, um, we have a lot of great hiking spots in this area, so I'm going to try to take advantage of that. I love it. And I, like two days ago, it was like 65 degrees mm-hmm. in January, know, which was lovely. <laughs> Helps with the goal setting a little bit. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. And what is something you can't stop talking about? Uh, <laughs> well, I was at Trader Joe's the other day. <laughs> and I know this is really recent, but <laughs> I found bags that are compostable in your backyard compost. For up until now, I haven't found like the green, they're vegetable bags that they, you can put your vegetables in there, but they can also be composted. So if you shop there, pick up a bag, and then you can line your compost bucket and just put it right in your yard. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I have to find the brand, but I know I got it at Trader Joe's. That is so – I think so. actually the other thing I hate about composting, <laughs> besides that I forget about it when it gets cold, is like cleaning out the compost oh, bin. Yeah. I don't know why, but I think that's one of the reasons why I'm like, oh, when I go put it in the turntable, I have to go and – then rinse out the bucket, mm-hmm. clean it out because it's going back into the house. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So that's it. And then another way to keep your bucket clean is to line it with a brown bag. Okay. Because that's compostable as well, and especially that'll keep the smells down. So that's okay. another tip: line it with something. Okay. Yeah. And now that I found these bags, that's exciting. That is such yeah. a great tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little things. <laughs> Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you.
It was such an honor to interview Colleen Felicki of Back to Earth Compost Crew. She is so knowledgeable, so down to earth, and I hope you were able to learn something both about her own life and composting. If you're not already, I highly suggest you follow Back to Earth Compost Crew on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook. They also have a really good newsletter that they offer. Um, the New Year's newsletter is awesome. It talks about local eco-friendly businesses that you need to know about. And fun fact, one of them is Forest and Main Brewing Company, um, which is a really popular place. I know a lot of people like to go there. Talk about composting workshops, little updates for members of curbside pickup, and green toothbrushes, which is really cool. So I hope you learned a little bit about going green and composting in today's episode. It's really just that holistic health and how we stretch our mind and soul a little bit more in this episode, which is super important. We're going to start to do our cool down, our meditation. So start to come to a comfortable seated position. This meditation is geared towards bringing us closer to nature and centering ourselves. Take this opportunity to refresh your spirit. So if you're seated on the floor, feel free to place pillows or blankets beneath you, giving you support. If you're on a chair, be sure to allow your feet to touch the ground if possible. I often like to sit on a block and my glutes will stretch towards my heels. And wherever you are, start to notice your breath. Let's take a breath in. And exhale out. And slowly start to breathe in on the count of four. So breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, Exhale, two, three, four. Breathe in and begin to count on your own. Take this sequence one more time completely.
and let your breath return to its natural rhythm. Imagine you are walking on a trail. It can be one that is familiar to you or one that is unknown. Notice around you. What season is it? Is there snow on the trees? Can you see your breath when you exhale? Are the leaves and flowers beginning to bloom again with a slight chill in the air? Is the air humid and forest lush? Are the leaves changing color and the path feels crisp? As you walk forward, Become present in the natural world around you. Notice its beauty. See nature. Allow your feet to walk with lightness and ease. Find a side path and begin to walk along perhaps even noticing the path becomes smaller and not as noticeable as the larger path you were once on. Continue to walk. See a giant tree in the distance and begin to walk towards it. And reach your hands out and gently touch the trunk, feeling the bark. Take a seat beneath the tree feeling its trunks and roots support you. Observe nature around you. You notice a creek to the right of the tree and bring your awareness to the water.
As you watch the water flow, notice a leaf or a branch in the water floating. Examine how the water supports it. Everything around you is calm. Take in the energy of the creek. Being part of nature's gentle flow. You are an important part of this living, breathing ecosystem. Stay here by the tree for a little while, listening to the sounds and taking in the moment. When you are ready, begin to bring your awareness back into the room. Notice your breath. Breathe in. I will trust all that is in the flow for me. Breathe out. I will let go and let it all be. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of But First Stretch. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. You can follow me at Jennifer McCracken on social media, Instagram, Twitter. You can follow FitFamConchi on Facebook and Instagram. Have a wonderful day.